Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome to my podcast, We Share, We Grow. I'm your host and holistic coach, Aoife Rafter. If you want to be empowered to take action in your self-development journey, then you are in the right place. We Share, We Grow will bring you closer to reaching your full potential through sharing and growing from the life-changing advice of my favorite health and wellness experts. I believe that we grow through what we go through and together we can become abundant in all aspects of health and wellness despite our health challenges. I'm so excited to be part of your self-development journey just as so many of you have been part of mine. So let's do this. Let's share and grow together. Hello my lovely listeners and welcome to season one of my new podcast We Share We Grow. I am honoured to introduce my next guest. She is a leading relationship coach in the UK and Ireland and specialises in supporting her clients in couples coaching. She is also a co-host of the new podcast, Just a Thought. She has a following of over 16,000 on Instagram and shares insightful, relatable content on how you can improve your communication, conflicts and intimacy within your relationship. I am so excited to pick her brain today. Please welcome to the podcast, Lisa McFarland. Lisa, welcome, welcome. (laughs) I'm so delighted to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Absolutely no problem. I love doing podcasts. I did not like starting my own it was very nerve-wracking but I love doing other people's podcasts but yeah yeah I love it thank you so much for having me no you're so welcome um I hope that my introduction for you has done everything justice but would you like to explain a little bit more and about introducing yourself and your like knowledge and experience and your services sure sure I I, I tend to zone out when people are introducing me because it does it does it it, you know it's a lot and it's a lot sometimes but and it can sometimes make me a little bit emotional at the start and then I'm I'm Mm. like okay Lisa starting a podcast by being emotional is not probably the best way to go so here we are here we are yeah I started this journey um oh it must be about six or seven years ago when my husband and I actually um went to a coach so we went for some coaching we loved each other dearly but we had just a lot on our plates. We ran a business together. We had teenagers together. My mom had passed away. My dad had moved down to live beside. We just had a lot on our plate and it was starting to uh, take a toll on our relationship. Again, loved each other deeply, but just just weren't where we had been. So we went for coaching. We went three times and I just thought it was brilliant and it just helped us so, so much. So then I just kept saying, everyone needs to know this stuff. And at that stage, him and I had been together 25 years. So I just was like, how can we not have known about attachment styles, love languages? How can we not have known about our conflict and how the woundedness that we carry from childhood plays out in our relationship? How can we not have known this? I think within the last six or seven years, things have come along a lot. You know, even things like saying that you're going to therapy, things like that have definitely changed over the last few years. But back then, it was not that was not the case. So um, taking away the shame and guilt is my absolute mission to take away the shame and guilt about asking for help. Here's the thing. We get coaching and education on every other thing we do in life. But relationships, one of the hardest things to do, we get nothing and we just are winging it. And let's just say it's not it's not going so well. Sure, it's not. So we have to. I'm my passion, my calling is to educate people about how to have healthy relationships. 
Amazing. I love that. And thank you for like sharing your own personal experience too, because like that's the entire point, right? Like to just start having these conversations and making them normal because like it's so relatable. Everyone goes through hiccups now and then within relationships and that you could have the best relationship and still go through that because life is chaotic. So of course it's going to get on you. I, I met someone in the school car park when my son was in primary school and they said, there should be a school. <laughs> we were leaving our kids to school. She was like, there should be a school for grown upping because it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, hmm, there's definitely something in that. There's definitely something in that. And that's exactly what life coaching is. It's about, okay, this is not working out the best. Let's see what we could do. Here's some suggestions. Here's some tips and tools. So anyway, we had that, we did that. And then I went back and trained as a life coach. And I only really intended to use it in our business and with our staff. But they got a little bit sick of listening to me. And someone said, why don't you go and take that online, Lisa? Because I think lots of people would love to hear that. That just means they're done with me now. And so I started that before the pandemic. And then I also started classes in our local area um, for women to help them with their conflict communication and confidence so just in my local area and then when the pandemic hit it was all just dead in the water so I used Instagram then to build my business I said that I would be on Instagram every single day through lockdown and remember they said it'd be two weeks so I was Mm -hmm. like I could talk for 10 minutes every day for two weeks and I did 57 in a row on Instagram every morning at 10 o'clock And it just started to roll. It just consistency, consistency, consistency. (sighs) And like, it was obviously just meant to be because like, yeah, we did think COVID at one point Mm -hmm. was going to be for two little weeks. But like, Mm -hmm. and like it's proven your consistency and what you're putting out there. Like you can be consistent, uh, consistent and not have the most amazing advice or, you know, skills and knowledge. But you obviously just... It's your calling, Lisa, because you're such a natural. Thank you. People say when it's in your bones, you know, when it's in your bones, you can tell. Um, Sinead Haig was so good to me. Um, Louise McDonald, lots of our influencers here in Northern Ireland were so good. Sinead actually said the most beautiful thing to me one time. I was like, thank you so much. And it's so lovely of you. And she had me come on her podcast and she had me come on alive with her. My numbers just started going up and up and up. Amazing. And I said, thank you so much. And she said, I shout people out all the time, Lisa. It's the content. People need to hear this stuff. It's true. It's true. And she actually is such a good egg. She, I remember going through like some really scary health stuff when Sinead and I both um, lived in the same area in Australia, but like we hadn't met up and she shared my stuff. No problem. Like she actually is just a really lovely human. I I really love Sinead Haggerty. She's so cool. Um, But when it comes to relationships, I would love to kind of start with this question for you Mm -hmm. so I have like gone through some crazy stuff in my 20s and I have started to look at why I'm in like the best relationship that I've ever been in now versus my 20s I used to like fall in love with potential and Mm -hmm. be a fixer um but I like would really like to know your opinion on like how do you how are we supposed to know when we're actually ready for a serious relationship because like the relationship we have with ourselves <laughs> like it's flipping that's intense never mind trying to add someone into that and to really just be ready and know your own self-worth and what you're looking for yeah 
Oh dear me, if we all waited till we were ready, that would we might all be waiting a long time. I mean, the evidence shows us that we actually grow the most within relationship. Yeah, because we get triggered the most. <laughs> mm, true that. <laughs> true that. So um, we do all this work on ourselves when we are by ourselves and we think maybe, okay, we've got this together now, ready to be in a relationship. You jump into a relationship and you're like, oh dear me, here's more onion to peel. You know, and that's what the universe does. It brings us relationship to to develop us, to grow um, you know, no one is an island, even in our, let's not even talk about romantic relationships, even with our relationships with our mummies, our sisters, our aunties, you mm. know, dads, brothers, friends, we grow in relationship. So I don't know if there's ever a right time. Yeah. <laughs> I always recommend doing work on yourself. I always recommend the way I like to put it is two whole people building a relationship, two people prepared to look at their stuff. Two people prepared to go on a growth journey. Two people prepared to say, okay, no, I might have got that wrong. We need, I, I can shift, I can develop, I can grow. Um, fixed mindset people, I hate the term fixed mindset, but there are people who are more fixed mindset than growth mindset. It's just the facts. Um, I find this more difficult, but um, it is doable. So two people building a relationship, not codependency, not interdependency, two people mm. building a relationship yeah no what you're saying is so true because like I definitely you go I think you go through like this autopilot mode for so long especially in your 20s you're trying to figure out who the hell you are and how you mm. fit into this world and what you're about like why mm. are you what's your what's your what's your interest who are you um so I feel like yeah every decade is just it's so different like and I'm sure like you can protest that too like I've just turned 30 and I'm like whoa that was a ride <laughs> yeah like, christ yeah. so yeah so we've been together since we were 18 wow that's amazing <laughs> so we and we say exactly the same thing we say wow the 20s were something weren't they and i mean for us in our 20s we were uh, we were very codependent but it kind of worked for us okay it kind of worked for us okay because we didn't have kids and we we just lived and breathed each other, which probably isn't the best thing now. It was not the best thing looking back, but we traveled, we did stuff, and we probably lost tons of friends. Not the healthiest, but we have to remember this was like 19, in the 1990s, you know? So we started going out in 1990. So it was just what we were sold then. It was, you know, that's your other half. This is your not complete until you have somebody else, all that sort of stuff. And codependency, it's not healthy at all. And then in our 30s was when we had our children. So that was just a different sort of different pressure, a different life. Yeah. But life's like that. It's like it's chunks, you know. And then in our 40s, that's when, you know, it's like, OK, I think we need to look at some of this stuff. Some of this stuff that we're carrying around with us, the argument styles we're getting, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huffer, you know, like soaking and stonewalling. That was my go-to. So that was my, if we had conflict, I would huff for like three days. Horrendous behavior, absolutely horrendous. When I went, when I started my journey with therapy, she told me I couldn't huff anymore. I huffed with the therapist. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Not fun. Oh. Lisa, that's really yeah, that's the moment. Are you huffing with me? And I said, mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. 
like I was paying her money and I'm hopping with her. <laughs> what is wrong? Wasting your own pennies. Oh God, I love that one. But that was my programming. My mum was a huffer and dear bless her, huffed with everybody, huffed with my daddy, huffed with us. She was a huffer. And as soon as it explained to me that it was a program, I was like, oh, hmm. right. But I very quickly said, you're going to give me, need to give me a new program very, very, very quickly before I start huffing with you again. So, you know, vulnerability, saying all your words. I feel, I feel not you did, you did, you did. Absolutely. For me, anger and huffing is such as an easier emotion than vulnerability and feelings, you know. So I had to do a lot of work around that. So that was in our 40s. Now we're, now we're both 50. So it's just about taking all this knowledge, growing, developing and sharing it with you guys. Absolutely. And you're so you're so good at it. Um, I'm sure you like get a lot of DMs and stuff because your content is like really helpful. And it also makes it really gives like a new perspective when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, never like thought about that. And that's why like Lisa nearly always finishes with just a thought because like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like you're really making my brain work here. I'd say you got get a lot of messages, though. Like, is there a common theme like in your messages? People are People are lovely. People are really, really lovely. I do have a horrendous automatic response thing now because it was getting beyond a joke for a while, um, especially when you're on podcasts and things. Uh, mm. I try to make my prices as reasonable as possible so that people can come for a one-to-one. You know, my partner won't come for a session. Well, do you know what? Just try and come to one-to-one. I also have a private Facebook group that's like chats with Lisa, coffee, coffee chats with Lisa, you know, oh, wow. so... You can be in that, listen to me blathering on a couple of times a week. I do meditations in there. I do I do about love languages. I do about attachment styles. I do about, um, you know, human needs, all that sort of thing. And then you can ask me questions in there privately. Um, so that's sort of, and it's like $7.99 to be in that wee group. So it's just like, that's like a nice way for people to support me mm. and, um, can, and get more access to me. Because on Instagram, I feel like I give like tons of stuff free on Instagram, you know. So I know. Yeah. So you're it's just you're just constantly walking that line of giving out tons of stuff. Another thing is people DM you about a problem. Very, very difficult to give an answer or advice when you're only hearing one side, you know? Yeah, you need the full scope. And dangerous, I think, too, just willy-nilly. I probably did far too much of that at the start, you know, just willy-nilly giving out advice when not knowing the full picture, you know. So that's yeah, the, and I like to I like to have different layers for people because you know some people you know we're pinching the pennies or pinch at the minute so I like to have little different layers that people can join me and learn more stuff that's really clever that's you've obviously got also got like a really good business brain because it makes a lot of sense to do that and I, I've definitely learned that myself like you know you you need to think of self-worth and your your value and in what you're saying as well as just like trying to be helpful to others because you know you don't want to let yourself down either in the long run hey guys did you know that my breathwork coaching services are officially live for you to book into why not expand your inner growth journey even further with me and book into my weekly workshops held every wednesday evening or one of my feel it out drop-in sessions held every tuesday and thursday evenings If you are particularly struggling with something such as grief, overwhelm, self-confidence issues, motivation, chronic fatigue or pain, book in for a free consultation before attending some of my one-to-one breathwork coaching with me. You can find out more at breathewithefa.com. 
Um, yeah. Is there like a general, do you feel like there's co- more obvious common issues that couples have, like like yeah. the most common kind of ones? Thank you for saying I have a good business brain, but I'll, I'll tell you how the Facebook thing happened. Will I just for a laugh? And then, yes, there are two very common things. Um, by the end of the run, whenever during COVID, I... I think I'd like 5,000 followers at that stage. And I was all chuffed with myself. And I said to my hubby, I have 5,000 followers. He goes, if they'd all pay you a pound, that would be more like the thing. <laughs> Joking. He has the business mind. And um, I was like, oh, hold on. There's something in that. I think I actually could do something with that. And that's how I started the Facebook group. I was like, oh, guys, that was you know good. What? Yeah. Um, at that stage, I didn't know how to do a private group on Instagram. So that's how it kind of ended up on Facebook. Uh, but um, I know sometimes people don't have Facebook, which is a wee bit annoying. But mm. for that, you know, for, you know, I don't want them to have to set up a whole new app just to listen to me blathering on. But anyway, so that's how, that's how. The, and during lockdown, like I had hundreds of people in it during lockdown because, you know, we couldn't do any face-to-face things. Absolutely. Are there two themes? Yes. How to do healthy conflict and lack of sex. Really? Mm-hmm. The two of them are, it's kind of funny that the two of them are up there because one is like, Mm-hmm. killing each other and the other one is like all about like being close to each other so mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. that's interesting okay I wouldn't really know like about like a whole lot about like sex challenges like my intimacy challenges are like more health related when mm-hmm. it comes to because I had cervical cancer so the treatment mm-hmm. for that like menopause since I'm mm. 27 so like oh. they're only the kind of issues I would be aware of but I suppose yeah. if you're fighting the last thing you want to be doing is yeah. getting close to each other so what the research tells us is that um if you identify as a woman uh the biggest killer of libido is resentment now i don't make these things up this is what the data tells us and the data also tells us if you identify as a male the biggest killer of libido and erections is stress or boredom Mm, interesting stress yeah well I mean definitely stress I can see how that would happen so boredom like how do you why would you be bored like just in your relationship or with your sex life sometimes life just gets a bit boring (laughs) literally sometimes life just gets a tiny bit boring and sometimes people are just work home kids work home family work home looking after your an elderly relative work home you know, and that can get a little bit, a lot of that, and a lot of that the last couple of years, you know, a lot of that the True. last couple of years. Mm. Work, home, commitments. Work, home, commitments, you know. It's like a bit Groundhog Day. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that, that would be boredom. Um, resentment for women can be that he promised to put out the bins and he didn't put out the bins, or he promised to pick up the kids, or he promised to plan a date night. And those little drops of resentment build and build and build. And then we don't know how to say them, how, how to address them in a healthy mm. way. Don't know how to do healthy conflict. It just spurts out our mouth as you did this and you did that and you did the other. And then our person is, well, actually what you did and what you did and what you did. And then we're in unhealthy conflict and then we don't want to have sex with our person. It's like a goes round and round circles. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's just like circles and you just like, how is that ever going to stop? I suppose Mm -hmm. then people just get so sick of that, that they eventually hopefully do reach out for coaching. And that's where the reprogramming with yourself can kind of happen. 
hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of the time when we argue, we forget that we're on a team and we're supposed to be like fighting the issue together, not each other. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. learn that overnight now, but <laughs> 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 but still, like, I think it's such an obvious one. Like, even if I chat to some of my friends or whatever, and they're like, also, oh, like, did he say such and such to you about that? And I was like, no, like, he would never say that because it's not my fault. It's just the way mm-hmm. this is, and we need to like try and figure it out like yeah it's frustrating as hell sometimes um but like we we try our best now like we would never really have massive arguments and we're we're together three years at Christmas and like I have only learned that because I've had like complete opposite type of relationships <laughs> and I'm like I'm not wasting my energy on that shit mm. anymore like mm-hmm. no way life's too short if we can do healthy conflict and keep the connection that's the secret sauce doing healthy conflict and keeping connection during conflict. Because let's face it, we kind of fight to be right. We don't <laughs> fight to be heard. So true. Oh, that is so true. And what about when it comes to sex? Like, is there a certain amount of sex we're supposed to be having, like to be healthy? <laughs> marks? I mean, it has to be. Is it individual or? Totally. It's totally individual and per couple, if you know what I mean. So if a couple is happy with their sex life, that's the healthy sex life for them. Fair. Yeah. So if a couple are having sex once a month and they're both happy with that, that's healthy for them. Mm. Yeah. I kind of recommend not waiting for it to happen organically. I do recommend, you know, making sure you make time for connection and sex and intimacy. And if your life is so busy that a weekend passes and then another weekend passes, have to have a little look at your work-life balance and say, hmm, are we literally too busy here to make love to each other? We we look at this, you know? That's so true because like so many times, like we'll we'll take a step back and be like, whoa, like when was the last time we actually did? Like blame it on the dog, blame it on work, blame it on being tired. Mm-hmm. Then obviously sometimes I'm not well with my health, but like mm-hmm. generally I'm like, come on, there's just too many little excuses. We don't have kids. We work from home. We're not commuting. Come on, we need to make this happen. Like you do need to, I think, be a little bit proactive. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And sometimes it actually is the more time you have, the less time you make for it almost, you know? That's so true. It just needs to be, it needs to be as important as, it needs to be as important as communication. And I mean, we don't all have to be hanging from the chandeliers, you know, it can be that intimacy, you know, foot rub, shoulder rub, you know, showering together, you know, just, it's just something, something that you don't do with a roommate. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I feel though, like it still can be a really tricky topic to navigate together. Like if you're not really used to talking about it, like girls can be a little bit better for talking about sex to one another um but even at that like that's not all girls and you know then trying to bring that into your relationship like how do you start that chat (laughs) so what they tell us is that um same-sex couples have better sex than heterosexual couples wow that says so much whoa pin dropping there (laughs) Because we need to talk about it. If it's two women together, they're good communicators. Yeah. If it's two men together, they have to communicate about it. Ugh, 
why 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 do we not like have this lesson in like college or school or whatever like well you know honestly this research has probably only just started to happen the last few years you know where people have really said okay right let's look at this you know but talking about sex and intimacy we have to get better at this and the country that we're from there's so much guilt and shame so much guilt and shame and we have to do better Definitely. I was just going to say, like, it's probably that cultural thing to it as well. I mean, it's not like, you know, well, my mum wasn't so bad. We was generally a house full of girls and she was a single mum for a while to us. So we did kind of talk about those things, but still the shame element, like, don't come home here now if you end up pregnant or, you know, <laughs> that was the worst thing that could ever happen. Not yeah. like getting HPV, which mm. then develops into tumours of, of cancer in the cervix. Like it, it it's totally different conversations that yeah. we should have been having versus what we were having. And that's not even, that's like 10 years ago. And and we all know that when you tell teenagers, just don't do that, that's not working out well for us. Like that's just not working out well for us. I have to say that um, having, you know, the injection and even my girls now are 21 and 19 in school, the girls were the only ones that got the HPV vaccine. Now boys are getting it as well. So yeah, even amazing. To our boys about that, you know, my son was like, "What am I getting this for? Is this not a girl thing?" I'm like, "No, it is absolutely not a girl thing. It's a and sex thing, and you're absolutely getting it." Um, you know, so even that's developed. So we are moving in the right direction. It just seems slow sometimes, you know. It does. It's frustratingly slow at times, yeah. for sure. Um. What can you like, so then like to turn that all on its head, I suppose, like what's your biggest advice for the foundationals of having a healthy relationship? Like what are really key things we need to be doing? Well, there's tons of free stuff to do, which, and I think these little free things that I give out, it's just to start the wheels turning about the communication Mm. and actually start the wheels turning about, right, this relationship is its own living, breathing thing. And we have to nurture it. Yeah. So love language test free online. Everyone has to do their love language test. Such a great wee tool. Again, it's just to get people talking, just to get communicating. And you can do this from with um, kids, nieces and nephews, cousins from their four years up. Wow. Really use. I made Jake's friends. I'll do it the other day. It's hilarious. <laughs> 14. Um, uh also, for if you're raising teenagers, so, so helpful. So, so helpful. All my kids have different love languages. That's yeah? interesting. Isn't it? Um, conflict style. What's your conflict style? What's your attachment style? These are all things that we need to know about ourselves and go on our personal self-development journey and then bring that to the other. Yes, that makes total sense. I mean, it's also logical when we actually start talking about it. That's why we need to be talking. And with the love languages, what we do is we love the other how we want to be loved. So it's about figuring out what the person's love language is and then loving them like that. Absolutely. I totally, I totally actually agree with that because I feel like sometimes we don't even realize our projecting in our relationships like, oh, well, I'd love that. So they'd love that. Uh, no, not necessarily. You're mm-hmm. not going out with yourself. <laughs> my my hobbies, one of my hobbies is acts of service. So 
he's not well today. He's away to work, but he has the man flu, you know. Um, oh, so God. as he left, this, uh, no, as he left this morning, I said, sweetheart, I know what I'm going to make you for dinner tonight. And I listed off what I know he loves. And he was like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, bless. Very self-pitying. <laughs> My love language is words of affirmation. So mm. I would tend to love him in you're doing really well, you know, so proud of you getting up and going to work. And, da, da, da. and he just looks at me like, what? Shut up, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man, I don't need that. Where I tell him what he's going to have for dinner when he comes home. Thank you very much, that's lovely. Yeah, I mean, sorry, no. <laughs> that's really, really funny though, isn't it? We're just so, and we, we're blind to these things too. Like, it's, it's, it's really cute though. I can't believe you're together since you're 18. Like, I feel like that you should be like canonized at this point. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? Like, God, I'm um, here having a healthy, non-fighting relationship for three years. And I'm like, wow, go me. <laughs> well, I often say to people, I will never go to uni to be a psychologist because once once you go down that path, you can't self-divulge so much. So mm -hmm. I tell everybody everything about our relationship. Um, and I use our 32 years in my coaching, you know, so I give examples of stuff that's happened, my puffing, avoidant attachment style, anxious attachment style. I give all sorts of examples, as you know, on Instagram as well. Um, and I just love that. I just love that. I want to be what I never had. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds you know? obvious. Sounds obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, everything you're saying is like, duh, duh. Yeah. But yeah. like. But don't tell everybody. Because I make a good living about this. <laughs> well, imagine what you were, we would even get out of you, like, if it is in a specific situation. Like, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I, I love coaching and I love, like, counselling. And I think, like, everyone should just go at some point in their lives, yep. like, whether they think they need it or not. Because yep. what you discover about yourself and getting that fresh perspective and sometimes just saying your thoughts out loud can just really change things for you. 100%. And here's the thing. If you are dating someone and you tell them that you have a life coach or that you've gone for a bit of coaching and they are like, oh, that's a load of rubbish. Are they going to be the person for you? You know, this these things it. tell a story, you know, definitely. And you need to be able to like accept help when you need it. And some people mm -hmm. just are not. And that would obviously be a, like a red flag, really, because yeah. if you don't accept yeah. help, how are you going to evolve? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Love it. Um, so I suppose I would like to give you the chance to just um, let everyone know how to connect with you. Instagram, relationship.coaching.ni, website, relationshipcoach.com. Um, everything's there. You can DM me. I do check my DMs. Um, you DM me, but you will get the automatic response thing. If you listen to this and you want to book a one-to-one -one session or a couple session, all the links are there. I highly recommend that everybody takes one or two sessions, one or two sessions. That's all you need. Um, and then also, I also recommend coming to sessions when things are quite good. So I can give you tips and tools and we grow more when things are good. When couples come to me and they haven't had sex for months and they're arguing all the time, I almost have to get them back on their feet before I start pushing into why this has happened, how can this, how can we fix this? How can we stop this happening again? Where when couples come to me and they're like, you know what? We think we're good, but we just want to be even better. 
That's my favorite. It's my absolute wow. favorite. Wow, I didn't know that even was a thing. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that then. <laughs> I want to do this. It's like, you know, you're, you know yourself. And when I went on my coaching journey, you know, the days I walked into my coach going, okay, I'm totally discombobulated. I just am all over the place. I just don't want to do. You know, she had to pick that apart where the days when I walked in, I was like, you know, I think I'm doing really well. I think I'm grand. They were the days you could almost see her rubbing her hands like, okay, now we can do something really interesting. You know, now we can wow. go a bit deeper. Now we can get a bit more stuff cleared up you know oh wow that makes great sense yeah of course like Where, when you're probably when you're more in, for your book as well exactly when you're in fight or flight there's only so much a coach or a therapist can do yeah because you're it's only so much you're going to receive because you're so frustrated with everything like you're not receiving it in the same way and sometimes when I coach couples like that all they really want to do is get stuff off their chest in mm. a safe place yeah venting it out Hmm. so true yeah. so true and you also well, hold retreats do you mm-hmm. I do hold retreats so my friend Alex and I she is fitness and wellness person her and I hold retreats and um, our next retreat is in Donegal on the 20th of January thank you very much for letting me give that a wee shout and mm-hmm. um, it's the 20th of January up in Donegal hi 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 up in Donegal side beach I should probably know where that is but it's in the middle of nowhere so um and it's a beautiful big house beautiful big Airbnb with a yoga studio wow. we go cold water dipping there's a hot tub Alex does fitness and meditation and yoga I do talking 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 and we have another lady who joins us called Georgie who's about um nutrition and trauma and things like that amazing what a lovely little group gosh mm. lovely skills they're combining mm. and it just feels it sounds so wholesome and it's just for women <laughs> at this minute in time maybe we'll do a couples one or mix one at some stage but mm. see women just being supported by other women beautiful beautiful it's where the magic happens right where the magic happens so beautiful totally and how's your new podcast going it's going we're still learning we're still learning um, and yeah, there's a lot it's a lot and I my lovely assistant Amy she does really the heavy lifting I just get on and blather she just does all the putting it together and putting it out there and putting it on the different things all that there so I just show up blather away and she does that which is lovely which is lovely but I like it I like it I love sharing content I meet people met somebody the other night in Belfast and she was like don't ever underestimate that free stuff that you put out and I was like okay thank you she's like it's literally changed my marriage oh my gosh that just gave me chills like I think that's what it's it can be difficult about the online space it's not always so tangible you're not always getting that like Mm -hmm. feedback because you're not Mm -hmm. seeing a face or a person so Mm -hmm. like to receive the feedback it's like oh crap yeah this is actually worthwhile when I think like I just did a half hour's job because I'm tired or whatever like someone received that and really like appreciated it when a stranger comes up and tells you that that's a lovely thing that's magic that's so amazing brilliant <laughs> um i'll just f- sh- finish up with a couple of like rapid fire round questions yes um okay. so first one uh your favorite quote or affirmation i am safe mm. there's so much in yeah. that isn't there when the mind goes you know shirley my friend shirley my automatic yes. negative thoughts, you know, when she goes off, sometimes the quickest one to shut her. I mean, I have lots of other quotes about relationship stuff, but um, 
you know, don't fight to be right. And, you know, but I'm safe in the middle of an argument, telling yourself you're safe when you're with someone who's loving and respectful and caring. I always like to say my advice I give out is for people who are in caring, respectful relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, we need that's a different conversation. But if you're with somebody who's loving and caring and respectful, you know, I am safe. Yeah, it's huge. It's so huge. Um, the best advice you've ever received? I'll tell you the worst advice I've ever received. Oh, yeah. Go, okay, that's always a good one. Don't go to bed on an argument. Worst oh. advice I've ever heard in my life. Really? Because my, my family would have said that Absolutely. to me over the years. So do you do podcasts at 11 o'clock at night? Hell no. Do you waken your directors of your company at 2 o'clock in the morning to finish a point? Imagine imagine we are our worst self when we're exhausted we've talked about this all day so it is okay to say i don't think we're going to get to the end of this this evening but you know what let's go to sleep i love you let's go to sleep let's figure this out tomorrow Mm, that's so important because like you're not your best self when you're tired in general so why would you be able to sort out an issue you can almost put the issue to the side remember you're in this relationship together mm-hmm. you will sort this out you know this yourself you go to bed i would go to bed huffing back in the day I'd go to bed huffing and waking up the next morning and go what was that all about i have no yeah. idea what that was even about but now i was so deep in the huff i couldn't do anything about it oh That's i've been there and you're like how do i get out of this hole that i've created exactly exactly so i guess the flip of that is the best advice i ever got was it's okay to put a pin in it and come back to it the next day definitely yeah give yourself a break give each other a little moment to breathe i'll i'll tell you the other piece of advice the best piece of advice i ever got that's got nothing to do with relationships buy when you see not when you need Oh God, what? it's so weird that you're giving me money advice because it's just not, it's something I have a lot of work to do on. <laughs> How many times have you gone out with money in your pocket and can't find anything to wear to that event? Oh God, stop. But when you walk around, the, we'll, have to, we'll have to have you on the podcast talk about this, but when you walk <laughs> around the shops with no, you don't have any plans, you, don't have to do, you see 15 things. Yeah. Bye. When you see, I'm not, ta- not you don't turn into a shopaholic, by when you, I have three outfits up the stairs for awards events that I'm going to be invited to at some stage. Wow, do you? And I got them all on sale. Yeah. And also, like, when it comes to sales, like, could would you have bought it at full price? My mum um, kind of said that one to me before. That's a good one. Yeah, because you see it in a sales rack and you think, why is it on the sales oh, rack? so cheap. I yeah, have to buy but, it. I couldn't afford not to buy it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm talking about... When you're in this world that we're in, we have to go to things sometimes. And there's nothing worse than standing in front of your wardrobe going, I have nothing to wear. And it's the very time you'll go out to the shops and you'll not. So that's, it's the terror. It's not thing to do with relationships, but buy when you see, not when you, if you put something yeah. on and it's a price that you can afford and it looks good on you, buy when you see, not when you need. Yeah. Cause then you're prepared and like, prepared. that's yeah. how we succeed, but just being prepared. I ran um, in, I was in Belfast on Friday having lunch with a lovely friend, ran in here at about 3.30, had to be back in Belfast for five. I had a jumper and a pair of trousers that I bought weeks ago, just sitting. Brilliant. Stick them on. Way went. See, perfect. 
I just, yeah, I probably don't need much more encouragement, though. I own a lot of outfits. Everyone's like, you're always so glam. I'm like, well, I buy it and I feel awfully guilty if it doesn't get a wear. So I'm going to overdress. Perfect. Uh, my last question is what makes you truly happy Mm. being with my family my big girl is 21 on Thursday she comes home from uni on Thursday so she's 21 this is going to be a fun weekend that makes me very happy public speaking makes me really happy I know that's mental because I think I believe now people tell me it's the biggest fear for everybody public speaking Mm. holding I don't really love to hold, I don't love to organize events, but I love to show up. <laughs> if somebody else organizes them, I'll show up every day. I love organizing, so we'll make a great Perfect. team. <laughs> Perfect. You organize something down there for me, I will Fabulous. be there with, in a heartbeat. Be there in a heartbeat. Um, so public speaking, sharing, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. A lot of people would definitely not agree. Like some people are like, oh, that's so scary. But um, I kind of understand mm. where you're coming from. I love it. It lights me up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you've so much important stuff to talk about, Lisa. Like what you're talking about is so helpful and sharing it the way you do is so helpful. Um, So everyone knows now how to connect with you and I hope that they do. And that advice and that piece about like asking for the assistance as a couple when things are good, like I really hope people have um, absorbed that one because that was a new learning thing for me today. So thank you. And did you know I'm in the Tesco's magazine? Are you? (laughs) Go girl, you're just flying. What What are you in the magazine about? She just contacted me a few weeks ago. No, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Maybe the end of August. And I thought it was, I didn't think it was a prank, but I thought it was our local Tesco's for some reason. My hobby was like, mm, Lisa, that doesn't happen. It's like not a thing. So anyway, <laughs> it's about relationships over Christmas. So myself mm. and another doctor lady who does more to do with kids, relationships with kids and myself, um, are both being interviewed and yeah in the Tesco magazine so. that's brilliant because yeah Christmas is amazing for some and not so mm-hmm. for a lot of other people so that's a really important piece I'm sure you'll be discussing a bit about that when it's closer to the, to the time <laughs> so exciting um but thanks so much for coming on today Lisa I really appreciate you giving me your time and for the listeners very very welcome thank you for having me no problem I hope you found this week's episode as awe-inspiring as I did. As I always say, knowledge is power, and I know you've gained an abundance of both from this episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. You can watch these episodes over on my YouTube channel, Breathe with Aoife. If you enjoyed this episode, please write, review, and subscribe to We Share, We Grow, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please donate over on my Patreon page, Patreon forward slash Breathe with Aoife, to help me gain the means to share and grow even more with you all. Thanks for listening.